Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, elevate your adventure by transforming your vehicle into a reliable Wi-Fi hotspot. Connect up to 10 devices up to 50 feet away from your vehicle, making it ideal for camping and road trips. Don't miss out on the fun. Embark on your next adventure today. Visit att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to check if you're eligible for a free trial. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This Day in History class is a production of iHeartRadio. Hello, and welcome to This Day in History class, a show that tallies the wins and losses of everyday history. I'm Gabe Luzier, and today we're looking at a story from the American West that's almost too fantastic to believe. The tale of a lone fighter who bested nearly a dozen desperados during the California Gold Rush. As a quick warning, today's episode includes descriptions of deadly violence and may be upsetting for some listeners. The day was December 19, 1854. Captain Jonathan Davis squared off against 14 bandits in the Sierra Nevada mountains. Despite his long odds, Davis took down 11 of the armed attackers in a matter of minutes and sent the remaining three running for their lives. Although he fought off his assailants single-handed, Davis hadn't been traveling alone that day. The South Carolina native had set out across California's goldfields with two companions, James McDonald of Alabama and Dr. Bolivar Sparks of Mississippi. The three men were hunting for gold in a remote area of Rocky Canyon on the North Fork of the American River when they were ambushed by a gang of murderous thieves. The attackers were a diverse crew, consisting of five Australians, four Mexicans, two Americans, two Brits, and one Frenchman. The gang was in the midst of a violent crime spree, having just robbed and killed six Chinese and four American miners. Two of their own members had been wounded in the attack, so the gang was lying low in the Sierra foothills when another group of unsuspecting prospectors happened to wander their way. When Davis and his companions were within range, the outlaws sprang from the brush and immediately opened fire. James McDonald was shot right away and died before he could even draw his gun. Dr. Sparks fared slightly better, managing to squeeze off two rounds from his six-shooter before being critically wounded himself. 
It was now one man against 14. A hopeless situation in most cases, but apparently not when that one man is a former army officer and expert fencer. Jonathan Rutledge Davis had served as an honorary captain of the Palmetto Regiment of Volunteers during the Mexican-American War. He fought valiantly at the Battle of Churubusco, one of the war's bloodiest engagements, but after being wounded in action, he was discharged in 1848. With few prospects back home, Davis did the same as many other Mexican war vets and headed west to California to try his luck in the gold fields. As he stared down 14 gunmen on December 19th, he probably thought his luck had run out, but he stood his ground anyway, gripped by what he later called a, quote, fever of excitement. Davis unholstered his two Colt revolvers and proceeded to pick off seven bandits in quick succession. A barrage of enemy bullets tore through his hat and jacket, but only two managed to draw blood, and even then, the wounds were slight. An intense firefight ensued, with both sides emptying their pistols. When Davis went to reload, four of the bandits rushed toward him, three armed with knives, and the fourth with a cutlass. When the first two men reached him, Davis dropped his guns and pulled out his own knife. He stabbed one man to death and wrestled the blade away from the other, slicing off the man's nose and one of his fingers in the process. The last two attackers were supposedly nursing wounds from their previous raids, making it even easier for Davis to dispatch them with his knife. By the time the dust settled, seven of the bandits had been killed outright, and four more lay wounded and dying. There were still three outlaws standing, but they wanted no part of Davis and took off into the wilderness while they still could. Just as it looked like the fight was over and Davis might get a chance to catch his breath, three more armed men came marching up the trail toward him. Fearing the worst, the captain leapt to the body of James McDonald and retrieved his unfired gun, shouting, Halt! to the approaching men. Luckily, they turned out to be a hunting party that had witnessed the whole scene from a nearby hill and was now coming to offer assistance to the victor. Realizing the danger was over, Davis took the opportunity to check himself for wounds, but only found a few scratches and clothing riddled with bullets. He ripped up what was left of his shirt and used it to bind the wounds of Dr. Sparks, who was still clinging to life. Davis and the hunters searched the pockets of the dead men and found $491 in gold and silver coins, along with four ounces of gold dust and several valuable watches. Davis insisted that Dr. Sparks take the bounty and then they carried the wounded man down the mountain and back to his home. Unfortunately, the doctor's injuries proved too severe, and he died from his wounds one week later. The deadly affair was reported extensively in frontier newspapers and eventually all across the country, but there were some skeptics who refused to believe it. To them, it didn't seem possible that one man could fend off 14 bandits and walk away with hardly a scratch. Captain Davis didn't appreciate being called a liar, so he invited any doubters to come see the attackers' graves in Rocky Canyon. As you might expect, though, no one took him up on the offer. Three months later, Davis decided to put an end to the rumors once and for all. He tracked down the three eyewitnesses to the fight, John Webster, Isaac Hart, and P.S. Robertson. Then, he called a meeting at the office of the county newspaper, the Placerville Mountain Democrat. 
There, before a judge and a delegation of prominent citizens, the men gave a detailed account of Davis's actions, concluding that, quote, From all the evidence before us, Captain Davis and his party acted solely in self-defense, were perfectly justifiable in killing these robbers, and that too much praise cannot be bestowed upon them for having so gallantly stopped the wild career of these lawless ruffians. Although Jonathan Davis's story was finally accepted in his own time, there's a good chance you've never heard it before today. The harrowing gunfight was largely forgotten until just a few decades ago, when researchers combing through Old West newspapers finally rediscovered it. One of the people most responsible for reviving Davis's legend is historian and author John Bosnecker. In his book Gold Dust and Gunsmoke, he makes it clear just how remarkable Davis's exploit really was, calling it, quote, the single most extraordinary feat of self-defense by an American civilian in the annals of frontier history. I'm Gabe Luzier, and hopefully you now know a little more about history today than you did yesterday. If you'd like to keep up with the show, consider following us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. You can find us at TDIHCshow. And if you have any feedback you'd like to share, you can always send it my way by writing to thisday at iheartmedia.com. Thanks to Chandler Mays for producing the show, and thanks to you for listening. I'll see you back here again tomorrow for another day in history class. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.